Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're listening to me from. This is my moment with God, with Aunt Joseph. I am so glad that you could join me today. Today we are going to be talking about what makes prayer effective. Have you ever wondered if your prayer is effective? One of the things I've seen people struggle in when it comes to prayer is should I pray for long? What determines the success of prayer? And how do I know my prayer is effective? Today I will answer you, and I will answer you through the Lord's Prayer. Praying as Jesus taught us. Jesus taught us how to pray. Even the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. He gave us the template, but as time has gone by, we find people making the word of God, which has so much simplicity complicated. Prayer is not difficult. As long as God is leading you, it should never ever be complicated. Yes, we'll have those moments you feel weary to pray or are feeling so drained. Don't worry. God knew we will have those moments. And that is why his word says, my grace is sufficient for you and my strength made perfect in your weakness. What I'm going to teach you through our Lord's Prayer today is not just a template, but what should always be inclusive in our prayer to make it effective, which is adoration, intercession, forgiveness, praying His will, His provision, and petition. In Matthew 6, 9 to 13, it says, our father the first part of our prayer is our father do you know why he says our father and not god it's a relationship prayer is a conversation between a son and a father you got to realize a son in the bible stands for both male and female you are approaching god from a place of a son some of us, we approach God with so much fear until we can't truly converse with Him and even have a dialogue. We always make prayer a monologue. That's why we just speak and speak and then leave. Since prayer is a conversation, it's okay to learn how to have silent moments. In 2 Corinthians 6.18 it says, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. In Romans 8, 14, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. With those two scriptures now, you can now approach God as a son and not as a beggar. Can you imagine your own children approaching you with fear? It will be about the right. So why do we approach God that way? In verse 9, Halloween, place of revere and honor. This is a place where you honor God by acknowledging who He is. Your prayer should always have this part. Tell God you acknowledge that He is God. In 1 Chronicles 16 29, it says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness and in holy array. In Psalms 29, 2 says, Give to the Lord the glory due to his name. 
worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness or in holy array. It's important to acknowledge God, to give him the reverence and the honor he deserves. It's part of the prayer. In verse 10, it says your kingdom come. It means when you're telling God your kingdom come, it's your presence, your power, God's sovereign will of our lives. When you say your kingdom come, you're yielding to his authority. You're submitting, you're giving him control in every aspect of your existence. It's surrendering your will to the reign of God in your life. Psalms 3.19 says, The Lord has established his throne in the heaven and his kingdom rules over all. It's very important to pray your kingdom come because you are asking God that his will be done. His presence come, his power come. Because prayer most of the time it's not about us. It's about the heavens coming to rule in your domain so that the will of God can be executed through your life. In prayer, we get to have a partnership with God, a connection with God as we hear him, as he hears us. I love that scripture that says, come let us reason together. And that is why prayer can never be a monologue. It's a son talking to the father and the father talking to a son. Verses 10 says, your will be done. What is his will? His will is his word. In this verse, it's imperative to pray according to his will. 1 John 5, 14 to 15 says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he listens and hears us. And we, that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have been granted the requests made to him. So what makes our prayer effective is praying the will of God. You see, when Jesus said your will be done, he was aware only the will of the Father is imperative, important, and nothing else. He knew prayer is only answered to God according to God's will. The word of God is what influences our prayer lives. It's not in the so many words we pray. In fact, in the same aspect of the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew 6, 7, it says, And when you pray, do not heap up praises, multiplying words, as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be hard for their much speaking. It's in the aspect of His will, the Word of God, is what makes your prayers effective. That is why it's so important to study the Word of God each day of your life. The Word of God is not just a book, it's His will. He can never answer any prayer outside the authority of His Word. When you pray in the authority of His Word, believe He heard you and He will answer you. Let me teach you a little bit on how to hear God in prayer. I have to stay in this part a bit so that I can help you understand prayer. Because praying the will of God, which is his word, is what is going to make your prayers effective. Many people feel they have to pray for long to hear God. Some they believe short prayers may be. 
Now in prayer, what is most important is being led by God. There are times I have prayed for 15 minutes and he answered right on. There are times I have prayed for long, for hours. But I will tell you two things that determines the effectiveness of prayer. Number one, listen to his voice. God can speak to you even within 15 minutes, 20, 31 hour. The most important thing is that he speaks in your prayer time. Number two is peace. He always gives us peace as the assurance that our prayers are reflective when you're praying. When he gives you peace, you can move on. There's always that inner witness of the Holy Spirit that you have prayed right and he has heard you. He gives you a certain settling. There's a certain peace. 1 John 5, 7 says, There are three witnesses in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. So to me, the Father is that aspect of relationship, his presence. The Word is his the scriptures that we read, his word, the Holy Spirit is that aspect of peace. So the three witnesses, the Father, his presence, the word, scripture, the Holy Spirit is peace. Now, how does God speak to you through prayer? When you pray, remember it's not a monologue, pause. He will speak to you through his words. He reminds you of a scripture. He will bring it to light as you pray. He will always answer you through a scripture. For example, sometimes you may be petitioning God for something. He brings a scripture that is in line with what you are praying. Maybe you are asking for healing. He tells you by by his stripes you are healed. Maybe it's provincial. He says, I have met all your needs according to my riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I have supplied them. God speaks to you in prayer through scripture. I want to help you understand. If you don't know the word of God, you will have so much difficulty praying. So much difficulty hearing him. I know maybe the way we were raised up in church or religion, we think we have to hear God's audible voice, loud voice. But what amazes me is that most of the time, God speaks to us in a still, small voice through his word. In 1 Kings 19, 11-12, And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind and earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake of fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Note all these things are very strong and audible in sound, but none of those things the Lord was in them. And after the fire, a sound of a gentle stillness and a still small voice. Now the Lord was in that still small voice. Now the Lord speaks to us in a very still small voice in your heart. He will drop a scripture. He will even bring one into remembrance. He can even go ahead and confirm what is speaking to you through a song. 
or as someone you listen to or someone speaks the same scripture or you read us that scripture somewhere else some of us doubt whether god is speaking because we are probably waiting for a big loud voice i can assure you most of us have been hearing god it's only you aren't able to determine how and was it him really speaking now you know you need to understand that his word is his voice his word is who he is when you're praying scripture god hears himself because that is his will can you imagine that let's go to the next part verses 11 give us this day our daily bread philippians 4:19 like i have said before and god will supply all our need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus so it's okay in your prayer time to ask god what you need but always remember even when you're asking god what you need find scriptures that talk about your needs and pray those scriptures over your needs there is power in praying the word of god back to himself because that is his will The only thing is that as you pray his will trust his timing and when he answers trust him verses 12 says and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven left remitted and let go of the debts and have forgiven our debtors Do you know what most of us we don't take time to repent in prayer we feel but I don't think I have sinned You need to learn how to pray it's part of making your prayer effective. First John 1:8 say if we say we have not sinned refusing to admit that we are sinners we delude and lead ourselves astray and the truth which is the gospel present is not in us that's not dwell in our hearts. It's important to tell God to search your hearts. Some of the things you have done you're not even aware. It's only God who can bring them to light. Repentance allow God to forgive you and to help and assist you by giving you insight and instruction on how to fall now and in future. I enjoy those moments because I allow God to truly empower me as he cleanses me. You see, as you repent, God truly changes you and guides and directs you on how to live your life. Psalms 139:23 to 24 says, "Search me, O God, thoroughly search me, and know my heart. Try and know my thoughts, and see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting." When the Lord searches you, he shows you those areas of your life that needs to be transformed. The other part is forgiving others in the same scripture. One of the questions I ask people all the time, if you had a problem with someone, would you go to preach on the pulpit or would you go to give an offering? Some say yes. As long as God has forgiven me, it's all good. I always say no. If you haven't apologized to that person or forgiven them, don't even do it. It will not be accepted. Painful truth, right? You see guys God will never override the authority of his words to please your emotions. It's important to ask for forgiveness 
it's important to forgive do your part Matthew 5:23-24 says it's so if when you're offering your gift at the altar you there remember that your brother has any grievance against you leave your gift at the altar and go first make peace with your brother and then come back and present your gift don't misuse God's grace the sacredness of your heart is more important than the gift you want to put on the altar Obedience is better than sacrifice. In 1 Samuel 15:22 it said, Samuel said, "Has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams." Guys, don't try to outsmart God. If you have a problem with your wife or husband, sort it first. If with an employee, sort it first. If with friends, sort it. Again, God will always act on the authority of his word. There is grace, yes, but grace requires us to walk in obedience. Psalm 16:18 says, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Cherish means to embrace, to hold on to, refuse to give up. You see guys the gifts of God are irrevocable they may function even when you go to that altar but as you continue to disobey God will remove his anointing and presence over your life that is what makes the gift function properly and have impact you should value God's presence in your life Moses told God if your presence doesn't go with me he knew his power he knew if this presence doesn't go with them they are roasted So he told God I want more of your presence to go with us. David told God the same in Psalms 51:11. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your holy spirit from me. It's the presence of God that makes you relevant. Distinction makes your name great. Without that you're nothing. You will soon be dusted out if you keep playing games. God requires us to deal with issues as quickly as possible. Verses 13 it says and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen This is a prayer you make for God's covering for God's leading There are things God sees will that will affect you that you may fall into Pray for his guidance and leading as you do your prayer each day Psalms 32:7 to 8 says you are my hiding place Lord you preserve me from trouble you surround me with songs of deliverance I the Lord will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go I will counsel you with my eye upon you The last part I want to encourage you to learn how to invite God in your prayer time In Romans 8:26 to 27 says So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it, worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearning and groanings too deep for utterance. He who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God on behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. 
I love that the Holy Spirit helps you to pray right. He guides you on how to pray in accordance with God's will. I know at some time we have this huge list we come with in the prayer closet. But as God leads, he will put everything into perspective for you and help you pray in the right way. When we invite the Holy Spirit, he helps you pray according to God's will. Even when you have those needs, he gives them perspective. Lastly, most people ask me, when is the best time to pray? Must I pray in the morning? My answer, choose the best time for you that you know you will be awake and alert. If it works for you well in the morning, do so. If it works at lunch time, do so. In the evening, do so. Just ensure each day you have time with God. It may be an hour, it may be 20 minutes, it may be 15 minutes. The most important thing is that you hear God. That is what makes prayer effective, the aspect that God speaks to you. The second aspect of what makes prayer effective is praying the will of God and knowing his will. They are morning people, others are night persons. I personally don't give people structures that deny them the freedom to seek God freely and well. The most important thing is you are alert and awake to converse with God. Prayer is not a ritual or a religious activity. It's an interaction with God. My hope and prayer is that today you have learned what will make your prayer effective. But my highlight for you is, it is the word of God, praying the word of God that will make your prayer effective. And praying the word of God is praying his will. You will never know the will of God as you pray unless you know his word. Study his word diligently and intentionally and you'll find how powerful and effective your prayers will be. I enjoy prayer because of scripture because as I pray I know I'm praying the will of God. So allow me to pray. Lord, thank you for today. I pray that you may teach us how to pray effectively. I pray that our prayers will be full of your presence, will be effective, O oh God. Your word says that the prayer of a righteous man is effective and availeth much, but it is your word that makes it effective. It's your presence and it's the leading of your spirit. Today I pray that you will help us in our prayers and in our times with you. I pray for those who have been struggling to pray that, Lord, you will empower them. You will help them understand it's not how long a prayer is of how many words they have to use, but it is in praying your will. It's in being honest and authentic and approaching you as a father. And so, Lord, would you have your way in our prayer times? Would you empower us to pray efficiently and effectively? Would you have your way in us to understand prayer is not a ritual, but it is a moment of being intimate with you. It's a moment of conversing with you as our Father. Lord, minister to us and give us grace to pray. Give us grace to know that all we need to do in prayer is to focus on you and to delight ourselves in you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for today. Teach us your word which makes prayer effective. Teach us to pray your will. Teach us to genuinely walk with you, Lord. Teach us to create time to pray 
and to stay in your presence, Lord. Help us to abide in you, because if we don't abide in you, we will not bear fruit, Lord, because apart from you, we can do nothing. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. See you next Monday. God bless you. Thank you.